hello, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley. I am your host, and I am joined by a very special guest today, Laird Ricksford, the president and CEO of ITC, Insurance Technology Corporation. What else, how else do you go by, Laird? Uh, we often go by insurance technologies, uh, ITC, Turborator, insurance website builder. I usually just respond to hey you at these uh, at most events that we go to. Yeah. And you guys definitely get to a lot of events, man. I give you a lot of credit. You guys you guys make the rounds and and uh, show up in person and answer the questions. And whether it's you or, or, or one of your team members, uh, always very responsive. So I, you guys are definitely uh, boots on the ground. There's no doubt about it. You kind of have to be in this industry because, you know, it's really about networking. It's about who you know and, and what you are doing in the industry and letting everybody know where you are, where the industry is, where it's going. And so you really can't do that sitting at a desk and uh, popping over emails to people. There's no doubt about that. Um, I can tell you even from TrustedChoices.com's own uh, experience, uh, when I, the first year that I got here, we went to like some crazy amount of conferences. Definitely not as many as you guys go to, but, but quite a few. And then um, for a lot of different reasons, budgetary, manpower, all that kind of stuff, uh, we didn't, like almost, you know, for most, for a big portion of the second half of 2015 and into big portion of 2016, we did not go to a lot of conferences. And what I found, and I'm interested in your viewpoint on this, is that um, when you're not boots on the ground, when you're not walking around shaking people's hand and and spending that time, that physical time, um, a lot of weird things happen, um, especially when you're, uh, working and serving people, strange narratives get created. You know, someone heard X from this person and saw a half a press release here. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're doing something that you're not doing or, you know, something crazy. And, uh, and you kind of lose, um, we'll call it the email open rate, right? If, if someone sees you in person and then you send them an email a couple of weeks later, man, they open that email. Hey, I just saw, I just saw Laird a couple of days ago, you know, what have you. But if you're not around, it's almost like, ah, you know, I'll get to it. It's, it, I mean, do you find that to be the case? Absolutely. You, you get definitely have the, I remember and, you know, things, the world goes by and, you know, we, we have a nice conversation and, you know, one time and then, you know, three or four months, two years later, you don't uh, keep in touch. And these, and going to conferences allows you to kind of keep in touch, um, not only with people, but also, you know, the industry kind of leaves people behind. If you're not keeping a really strong pulse on the industry and you do that through, you know, various sources, a lot of times it's online at a place where um, you get left behind. But then going to these conferences and hearing people speak and understand what's going on in the industry, what's new, what's working, what's not, generally is a, is a good thing for people to see and hear. And also, you know, one of the things that, that always gets me, Ryan, is that people, um, whenever they're going to conferences, they almost go for the wrong reasons. A lot of times they're going for the, hey, I'm going to go get some CE courses or I'm just going to go network and mingle. And that's one good thing to do, of course. However, really people need to be engaged in the industry and go into conferences that not only teach you how to be a better insurance agent, but also make yourselves a better marketer in the industry is, is critical to the success of this industry. You know, that's a really interesting point um, because if you talk to uh, a lot of people who put on conferences, 
Um, one of the first things they'll tell you is attendance is driven by how much CE you have, right? Or at least, you know, that, that tends to be a driver. And it's and unfortunate. I completely agree. Unfortunate is, is exactly the word. And, and yeah, I get that we have to take CE. It's part of the industry. It's a good part of the industry. You, know, you got to stay up to date, all that kind of stuff. But um, if you're only going to conferences for CE, then uh, you're missing the point. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's one of the, the early points that you made was around uh, the connections, right? I can tell you, I, I, I don't know if I've ever walked away from a conference going, uh, you know, maybe a tactic or two, but most of the time it's, wow, you know, I heard her speak and she was phenomenal or he said a couple things. I got to follow up with his work or here's four people that I think we could potentially do business with. Let's let's make sure we connect with them on LinkedIn and keep this going. It The things that you take away are it, it, from conferences, in my opinion, are, are inspiration, some high level strategy, some um, the tactics are great, but you can always follow up with the tactics. You know, you can get good introductions to tactics in conferences, um, but you, you're always going to need to follow up. But it's the connections and that high-level strategy stuff that you just can't get from a CE course in most cases um, that 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 really, for me, has always drived what's made me want to come back to a conference the next year. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's one of the things, I mean, okay, shameless plug for your upcoming conference is one of the things I love about your current conference that you have in coming up is that you have a lot of speakers that are outside of the industry. And that having them outside the industry allows that fresh take and really drives home your point about, well, I learned this new thing. I need to uh, apply this to my agency. And that's what people really need to be taking away is the, is the new ideas, the new thoughts, the, the new connections that these conferences put, are, are putting forth. And whenever conferences such as your own has uh, you know, speakers that are maybe entwined in the industry or not related to the industry at all, brings you that fresh perspective mixed with a good history of someone who goes, I've been talking about and doing this for a very long time. So it's a really good mix whenever you get conferences that just don't throw up the uh, insurance commissioner up there and you know starts talking about, well, it's a hard market and uh, we're, we're expecting uh, minimal growth over the next year. And uh, let's talk about new regulations. No one wants to really hear that because they're going to get that through other trade publications. When you're at these conferences, it's really about let's find ways to move the industry and our agencies forward. So first of all, I'm all about shameless plugs for Elevate 2017, the most <laughs> dynamic, one-of-a-kind insurance marketing and sales conference in the history of the world. Uh, so we're all for that. And uh, let's specifically, let's uh, on that topic, let's – so, uh, so Grant, uh, thank you for seeing that. I'm glad that you kind of pulled that out. I, I haven't talked too much about that and I'm uh, just learning how to market a conference and the things that people really care about. But there was a lot of thought put into – um, exactly kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, the, the conference uh, meeting venue itself, the Fister Hotel, was not picked just because it's in majestic uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, but because of the actual shape of the building uh, and the way the rooms are set up are like a bowl. So uh, we have our main general session room. We have our big ballroom where we'll do uh, like Sunday night reception and, and breakfast, lunch, that kind of stuff. Um, then the three breakout rooms, but they're, they're all 
there's one main room that you have to walk through to get to all these other rooms. So what that does is it forces people. If you're coming out of a breakout and going to general session, or you come out of general session, you're going to the, to grab some food, or you're just going to network, you have to crisscross this big room. And and I did that because I wanted you know you bumping into one of our sponsors who then pulls in an agent that they know and they're like hey do you know that Laird's uh, working on this new thing with Turbo Rate oh you know I, we're plugged into it and now all of a sudden you have this connection with people up and down the chain from from speakers to thought leaders to vendors to sponsors to uh, to carriers to agents you know I mean and and everybody's kind of mixing and mashing in this one spot. Uh, because there's not these long hallways that you need a map to find out where your breakout room is. It's all right there. Um, so there, there was a lot of thought put into that um, and trying to get people, like you said, from from inside the industry, from outside the industry. So I appreciate you saying that and giving me a chance to uh, to talk about um, my own thing for a couple of minutes. Even though it is my podcast, I could do it anyways. Um, <laughs> all that being said, uh, I want to talk about your session. So you are uh, kind of the the super session when we come back from breakout. So we'll have we'll have everybody together in the main room. Um, and the title of your presentation is InsureTech: What's Working, What's Not. So this is uh, for as much as I write about this topic as well. I am incredibly interested. So I just want um, I want to I want to just dive into this a little bit. Um, talk to me. For, tell me a little bit about. And I, I think I'm interested in, in where you're at with this. Um, you know, insure, insure tech, insurance technology, I guess if we're going to pull the word all the way out, uh, has, I mean, it's, this isn't necessarily anything new yet recently has become like the trendy buzzword. It perpetuated as much by myself as anyone else. Um, and it, that's going on right now. So I, I guess what is insure tech? What's different about it today than maybe, I mean, you've been in the insurance technology game for a long time. Like why right now is it so buzzy? Well, we absolutely have been in it for a while. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we've we've been in business since 1983, and and our the name of our company is Insurance Technologies Corporation. So we've definitely, been, you know, technology in the insurance industry has has been around for many many years. What's changed was really, uh, you know, really a capture of what happened in the financial tech. So like mortgage and banking, that was deemed the uh, fintech. And then they threw up and said, you know, let's do this with insurance, you know, because that's another money market that we can go tackle. But the big thing that changed, and really this was, you know, we've all seen as an industry this changing since the late 90s, you know, everybody was afraid the internet was going to take over and all of a sudden agencies were going to go out of business. And then it was like, okay, well, insurance agencies are going to go the way of the, uh, the, the travel agent. And, you know, then you went through the entire 2000s and nothing happened. And then all of a sudden people like you and I are out there just absolutely, you know, hollering from the rooftops about insure tech. And the reason why is that people have realized that insurance is a great market for making money in, but also they've realized that technology, as it has transformed every bit of our world, I mean, from the way we purchase, the the way we entertain ourselves, technology has completely transformed it. And they're going, you know what, insurance is a good opportunity for this. And so 
they've invested, as you've, as you pointed out, as we've all talked about, billions of dollars into this revolution known as InsureTech. It's really just a, a catchy keyword phrase that they throw up on there, but the reality is, is that people today are using and leveraging technology to expand their ability to market, um, close and quote and price and everything, uh, insurance, as well as service uh, insurance for the longer term. So all of that put together with the ability for insurance to be better automated and better controlled, better reported, better analyzed, everything. But then you mix that with the ability to sell it better. That's a, that's a recipe rife for success should someone be able to leverage technology to do so. Couldn't agree with you more uh, and basically everything you said. So uh, I won't reiterate. I will just say, you know, my position has always been, I think your position is, is very similar, is that everything you said is true. The, the Except for um, the fact that there are many, many of the, the companies that are getting the most attention today from uh, trade publications, from publications outside the industry, focuses on solutions or companies that are trying to create solutions which remove, in many cases, remove, uh, I will say, the human aspect of the business, right? They, they, it, the assumption, to me, always seems to be that insurance consumers don't want humans involved anymore, right? It's always, oh, well, if we can just get rid of the, the independent agents or we can, we can automate the process, we can answer all their questions, they can buy online without ever talking to a human being, they can go in and serve all their policy needs uh, in this dashboard without ever having to contact somebody. And it's like, why, I guess, is the, first of all, is, do you think my assumption is correct or, or am I off base? It would be the first part of the question. The second part is, do you think that that is actually what insurance consumers are looking for? Yeah, that's actually, you hit the nail on the head whenever you spoke about that the industry of the insure tech, they want to do what they what they deemed at, at the Insure Tech Connect conference back in October of 2016 as Agent 2.0. They don't really always talk about the fact that they are removing agents from the process. They're removing people from the process. Because when you look at the industry, we're still regulated. We still have state, federal regulations that we have to adhere to. We still have to be licensed agents and brokers. And so they're like looking at it and going, well, we still have to have this. But really their view is an outside the industry view. And this is one of the few industries you have to know insurance. Like I remember speaking to someone about the insure tech, and they're like, well, the less you know about insurance, the better you can be. And I'm like, oh, that you couldn't be more far from the truth because insurance is a complicated product. It's not like buying a ticket to Cancun. Well, oops, I messed it up. I'm going to have to go uh, do a change fee. Well, if you mess up insurance because you purchased it by yourself, then you wreck your car and you're underinsured and you and you hurt someone, you know, drastically hurt somebody, then you're in a very financial ruin. And so you are definitely not off base that the industry is looking to the insure tech guys are looking to kind of kick agents and people out of the process. But you're absolutely right as well that 
consumers aren't looking for that. They still go, you know what? This is a complicated purchase for me. I want to make sure I'm getting the right thing. And with all the talk of millennials and how they like to do everything themselves, the reality is, is in the end, they still want to make sure that they're making the right choice. And often that right choice includes having a trusted advisor look at the product. Yeah. And and that's the part that, that, that really drives me crazy is that, um, it's almost like as if there's there's no respect for the product that we're selling. It's like, let's look at Zappos. They sold shoes. Okay, great. Let's take that model and apply insurance. Well, it doesn't really fit because if your shoe fits wrong, no one can sue you and garnish your wages for the rest of your life, right? Uh, well, let, okay, that's fine. Let's look at Amazon and the way that they sell books. Okay, so a book, you don't like a book. What do you do? You, it's either on your Kindle and you delete it or you throw it in the garbage or you give it to some, you re-gift it to somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a book. It's a completely different process. Now, the next one, so it's, it's banking. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Throwing money in my checking account and, and, and pushing it to my savings account is not the same as the, uh, not even close to the same as what it takes to purchase an insurance policy because of what happens on the back end when you're when you're improper when you've improperly positioned um, your policies or you haven't purchased the right or not enough. I mean, all the things that that everyone on this call knows about. Um, so you know, th- the next one is financial advisors. Well, <clears throat> you know, that's that's I think I think the example of like an e trade and stuff is is not accurate. Because from everything I've read about what's going on with with the electronic brokers, yes, people are drawn to the lower fees, and that's fine. But a lot of times that money is secondary. It's additional money. It's money that they normally would have just played with. It's their it's their their gambling money to a certain extent, right? I mean, it's it's the this is my hobby money. No one is banking their financial future. Oh, I shouldn't say no one. I, I do not think the majority of the population is banking their financial future on a company like Stash that pulls an extra 15 cents out of your out of every credit card transaction you make or something. You know what I mean? Like I get that these are nice gimmicky products, but when it really comes down to the rub, you would have to be insane or incredibly educated on the topic to manage your retirement assets on your own and expect to, you know what I mean? Like I, it just... I don't see the correlation to any of these other products, and in the products that do have a correlation, I see the human, uh, the human being, the the advisor, the trusted advisor, playing, continuing to play an incredibly strong role. Yeah, absolutely. Because you look at, uh, I mean, you, you you're spot on with the the financial market. You know, your bank account is money in, money out, and we uh, it's you know the financial tech makes it easier for us to spend our money. You know, I, I was actually deep into the uh, Check Twenty One Act that was uh, signed into law back in the early two thousands that allows the electronic presentment of checks you know take a picture of your check and then yep. present that that's that was a fintech movement and that was you know that that's core to it but it's really just how you get money in and out the same with financial advisors it's your choice to do that yes you could easily put it in a you know an e series bond and have a nice day. You're going to make a little money, but it's your choice to do it. Insurance, you don't have a choice. You, it's one of the, it's one of the one products we're forced to buy and we hope we never use, and that requires us to uh, make sure that we make that process, that buying process, seamless and easy for the consumer. That's what they're looking for, and that's what InsureTech promises. But the people that are doing InsureTech 
are missing the point because they think that that promise is done by removing people and placing technology instead of leveraging technology to elevate people in the industry. Wow, I love your use of the word elevate. Um, And I completely agree with you. You know, your example with the checks, right? Uh, That is, I think, the perfect example for places where we need innovation inside our industry. There are certain processes in which a CSR's time or a producer's time should not be wasted on that. Something like printing auto ID cards, right? It is not, I mean, I know that some people push back and say, well, you know, certain situations, auto ID cards are asked for or whatever proof of insurance is asked for where it shouldn't or certificates. Okay, guys, those things can be reasonably automated, right? And maybe just certain situations need to be elevated to a human being. But the idea is that, and and this is kind of, leading into a, a question that I'm, I'm interested in your perspective on is, uh, you know, I've always thought there are certain things we absolutely should remove the hum- human from. But what that does is it allows, you know, Sally or Tommy, instead of producing auto ID cards all day, to spend an extra 30 minutes on the phone with your VIP client who calls. So instead of rushing that VIP client off the phone in five minutes, because you have to take 20 more auto ID calls that day, all those auto ID calls go away. And it's not that you then fire Sally, but you give Sally a set of white gloves and you let her start building deeper, richer relationships with your clients when they really do have a problem. So my question for you, Laird, is what are some of the things that you're seeing in the market today? What are some technologies that you're seeing or that you guys are actually even building that are helping agents harness this, uh, you know, um, do business in a, in a more technology-driven world but still kind of keeping that trusted advisor role that we know is our competitive advantage. Well, you know, the the first thing that you can absolutely leverage and that I see a lot of people starting to leverage would be something along the lines of giving the consumers the ability to do policy self-service. This, of course, is um, one of the big things that allows uh, agents and brokers who are working the the front lines essentially and turning the good old standard brick and mortar into a call center where you are working those clients at a regular pace and not focusing on the um, not focusing on the sa- the the support aspect and you're focusing on the sales aspect of the whole process. And so that's the first thing that that I see out there. The next thing is where we're seeing people that they are absolutely trying to um – they're, they're trying to make the process of selling insurance easier. And you do that by being where the consumers are when they want to be there. And that's where we're seeing a real change in this industry is making sure that you're able to give people a price directly on their phone, give people a price directly on the web, give it to them quickly, being smart about it, remarketing them and saying, you didn't buy with us then, buy with us now. Then you have the whole process of, you know, making sure that whenever they are in the funnel, that you're properly marketing to them. 
And that's where we're seeing some real change. For example, with our Turborator product is that we no longer look at it as a comparative rater because a lot of people just think that the comparative rater is a tool. But really, it's more than that. It needs to be the front door of your marketing because the first thing that you do whenever you have someone calling in for an auto, home, motorcycle, whatever quote, is you start asking them questions. You develop that relationship with the client, but you're you're in the process of selling it. And we're all really salespeople in this industry. So having systems that then take the quote directly out of your comparative rater and market those based upon where they are in the prospect flow. Are they a prospect? Have they purchased? Um, Because remember, marketing is before, during, and after a sale. And a lot of people forget about that. They go, well, I sold it. I don't have to market anymore. Or I got a referral that came in the door and I'm just going to work this client for the next couple years until they start referring people. It's a process that you need to be working everything before, during, and after. And that's the one thing that I see as being very positive in the insure tech industry right now. And that is that insure tech is a bunch of marketers. It's one thing they're really good at. And you see that. And the, a good examples are the ones that like, um, you know, Lemonade. There's been a lot of ink spilled about um, Lemonade in the industry. And really, their product is, you know, there, there's some value to it. But I, I think it's almost still, it's still brewing if you want to use the Lemonade type name. Yeah. But the bottom line is it's still brewing. They've pivoted a couple times. However, they've got great marketing. They go out there and they talk about themselves. They talk about how they're leaders and they push it and they push, push, push. There's a lot of them out there right now. And that's the real thing they're doing right that I feel that a lot of agents struggle with is making themselves better marketers and then using technology to actually help them market and automate their marketing process. So again, the marketing of selling a customer is kind of handled with them, but also the support of those customers are handled by technology so that you can focus on those VIP clients, giving people the process, the the experience that they're expecting because they are paying, you know, consumers are going to be paying agents for something that is a piece of paper. You're going to be paying thousands of dollars a year for what amounts to a piece of paper that sits in your safe or your glove box. Yeah, or just in your email inbox today. Exactly. The way some people work. You know, dude, you're completely dialed in on it. 56% of of InsureTech startups are focused on the marketing and distribution space, and it's 100% because they don't believe that IAs are going to take advantage of the technologies in the marketplace and do this. And, and you hit on it, man. I love that you said after the sale because uh, that really is um, just as important. And, and, and I think a lot of people say, well, it's just marketing, you know, and, and they discount marketing. They discount that idea of it. And um, it is so incredibly important today. So incredibly important more than ever before because referrals don't happen like they used to. I think there'd be vi- there are very few agencies. Um, there, there are some. There absolutely are some. But I think there are – it is a smaller portion or minority portion of the market that would, be, that would tell you that their referrals are going up on a year-to-year basis. Referrals are tougher to come by. 
And um, actually, it's if you dimin- listen- it's it's a diminishing um, return. Actually, is that over time that diminishes because there's no way for you to you know we talk about like the circle of influence. Yeah. Well, if you're not marketing those referral partners and, and creating the new referrals and asking for them and pushing them, they they will all all diminish. And so, yeah, it's I agree. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. So you have to be marketing, and in today's world, people people don't just want to think, don't just want to buy um, insurance from you because they think you have good insurance products. They want to buy insurance from you because you make them feel good about the purchase. And the only way to do that is to include marketing in all aspects of your business, just like you talked about, Laird. So I, hey, I appreciate that, man. That that's a that's a really great thought. That's something that. Um, you know, this is a big reason why I wanted to have you part of the conference. You were one of the very first people that I reached out to. Um, you're going to speak to the entire audience. Uh, not the breakouts are amazing, but obviously, um, I, I I put you in front of the whole audience for a reason. I think um, uh, ITC plays an incredibly important role in the ecosystem that we that we play in, and I think you have some ideas that I I can't wait to to share with the larger audience. So, um, guys, Laird is going to be at Elevate 2017. Um, he's going to be one of those people you bump into in the big bowl. And you can also see him live uh, talking to uh, the general session on uh, day one, Monday afternoon. Uh, the title of his presentation is uh, InsureTech, what's working, what's not. You're going to find out how to leverage the technologies that are in our market today Uh to better bring the human aspect of your business out forward and automate the pieces of your business that aren't actually helping you build more relationships or deeper relationships with people you actually have. Laird, where can people find out more about you and connect with you further? Um, just visit our website. It's uh, getitc.com. And one of the best resources on that website is our blog. We do regular blogging two, three times a week where we're putting out there information about how to better market uh, yourself, how to leverage technology. And we're really um, very prolific on that blog. We do a lot of work on that. And it's just that we feel that being, um, you know, being in this industry as a technology vendor is not enough. We need to be more. We need to offer and, and give back and, and be thought leadership for the industry because we see things that go beyond just something that you see in just one little neck of the woods or just that. We are able to look across our entire platform and see how people are using our websites, how people are using our email marketing. What business is going in and out of the radar from online players to the agency down the street? We're able to take all those insights and then we, 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 we formulate some uh, really good thoughts and ideas and we put those out on our blog. So it's a really good resource for anybody that wants to learn, you know, what is going on now in the industry. And so that's, you know, you can find out about our products and all that. And you know, Ryan, that I'm not, I'm one of the last people in the world that's like, you know, push, push, push our products. I'm more about, listen, you need to be using technology. I don't, care if you use other technology you just need to be using this technology because there's a lot of technology that is 
becoming antiquated. There are a lot of vendors out there that have been doing the same things over and over throughout the years, and they're not grasping and, and taking advantage of the new opportunities that we can provide insurance agents out there. And you know, when we're doing six to eight new releases of our products online every single year, adding functionality, tweaking it to make sure that it's better working for the modern agency and people are not leveraging those changes or having their systems be stuck in the stone ages is something that we need to get past because that is how agents are going to go forward is using technology and leveraging what they're able to pick up today. He's Laird Rixford. Check out getitc.com. Check out their blog. Get to know the company. Come to Elevate. Get your ticket. Agencynation.com forward slash Elevate once seven get your ticket today there are a few tickets left but they're they're going fast we're we're only about 40 tickets away from selling this conference out which is going to be amazing because then i will stop uh hopefully stop getting gray hairs in my beard either way laird it has been an absolute pleasure man thanks for coming on the show catch everyone next time